Yeah. Like, like, so, like what accent was that? Like, is that Southern? Like, that's not Southern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode 108. This episode two is see we talk about Snapchat gets thick, apparel fails, and Fast and Furious presents Duong and Flores. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Threw you off with that one? Yeah. Uh, how's your week been, Anton? It's not too bad. Ooh, I'm going to spill this thing. Uh, Ooh, it was about to get interesting there. I know. <laughs> this thing's huge. Uh, have you ever That's had... what she said. <laughs> Do you have one of these? Uh, no, but my girlfriend does. That's her uh, her, her water jug for, for work. Okay, so I'm holding up a hydro flask. Yeah. This is a... I think it's a 64... Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. Uh, it's 32 ounce. Oh, that's smaller then. <laughs> this is smaller than what she has? Yeah, she has a 64 ounce and it's oh, really because she, she chugs water like nobody's business. So uh, it, it whenever she's like, oh, this is a cute bottle. Oh, it's only 34 ounces, only 32 ounces. Oh, dude, I, I thought this was big. Actually, I do have a 64 ounce uh, in the cupboard. Yeah, I bought it because um, we had a power outage. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I had uh, hot water. So that's oh, why I mainly okay. used it for. But yeah, I, I have it. But dude, that's too too big to even use. Yeah, that's like, uh, like I would say hiking, but I don't think you want to carry that during a hike. So mm-hmm. no. <laughs> hey, I did see something that you're, you'd be interested in that a Hydro Flask makes. Uh, they make a growler that you can fill mm-hmm. up at the store. Yeah, and it, I think it's it's great because it keeps it cold and everything, so you can bring it to parties and stuff, and it, it keeps it uh, very tight sealed, mm-hmm. so you get that fresh beer every every single time you open it. Uh, I think it's similar to the one I have, just like you know with the Hydro Flask uh, label. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, for my birthday, well, my brother delivered it, but uh, Roz from Ruby Draft, she uh, I, I think she regifted me a home brewer kit. Oh. So it's like, yeah, it's like those little like glass jugs with a kit mm-hmm. to make, uh, I believe it's a blonde ale. So blonde. Oh, nice. So are you yeah, going to so, do that this weekend? Uh, probably not this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, at least I have it now. I could try it out. So mm-hmm. it's a nice like growler size amount of beer, I guess, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't but, you have to put that, like after you're done uh, cleaning it out mm-hmm. and then you start brewing and everything, don't you have to keep it in a really cool place? Yes. So I can put it in my pressurized growler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then put that in the fridge. Okay, be, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, and then, then that sucks. Is I mean, it's summer right now, and if you mm-hmm. have to put it outside, oh my god! Even when it's brewing, you have to keep it a consistent. I think, oh, top of my head, eighty degrees, like between between no higher than ninety degrees. I think. Yeah, because I remember our friend uh, Diego that used to be on Beer Knots. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he have like a cupboard or like a closet where he keeps uh, uh, this certain beer that he's he was brewing? Uh, I forgot where he ca- I think the closet, yeah, like the bottom yeah. of a closet. But uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> I forgot what he did. I, I don't think he cleaned it out well, and he came out with like that. Uh, uh, uh it's supposed to be a blonde, but it came out brown. Oh, that's that's. Not it came good. out good. It was delicious. It was uh-huh. it was it was just a discoloration, but it was funny though. Like uh. it's a blonde, but it looks like a like a brown ale. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. but yeah. Oh, so, uh, week update. I, it, it was my birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. Went out, had dinner. Um, like I said, I got the gifts. This is one of the shirts I got for my brother. Um, I also got, 
my girlfriend knows I love my tea. Uh, mm-hmm. A matcha uh, ceremony set. Nice. Uh, so you got the little whisk, the bamboo yes, whisk, little, the frother, the frother. You know the the interesting thing about those um, those bamboo things are they're, they're made by hand. Really? And yeah, they're made by hand. Uh, there's no such machine that can cut that thin. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, if any type of machine would try to make something like that, it'll, it'll break, break it. everything. Yeah. Yeah, or splinter it out. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. And the the thing is, like, they're so like. The little, I guess, legs, mm-hmm. what I want to call it, the little prongs, mm-hmm. um, they're thinner than like a fork prong. <laughs> yeah, so it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty damn good. Damn. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they're done by hand. Yeah. it's It, it kind of sucks too. Like you probably use it about 10 times uh-huh. and then it, it's pretty much useless. Really? It's like you start scratching it um, and everything and then it starts curling up. So it doesn't uh, last that long. Yeah. But it's still nice to have though. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was your weekend, Tom? Uh, my week, let's see. I, I tried to catch up on a lot of movies, but I didn't get a chance to because I'm kind of uh, busy with work. Uh, we're designing a lot of new products, so I've been doing a lot of that. And at the same time, I'm kind of prepping the house to be a little bit more clean because mm-hmm. I have um, my little brother-in-law and sister-in-law coming over this coming weekend. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff, actually. Um, we're going to be going to Disney because mm-hmm. uh, some of them haven't really experienced Pandora yet. So okay. it's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing is uh, Toy Story Land. I haven't gone yet. Um, so we're going to be checking that out. And then we're checking into Cabana Bay, which is a resort from Universal. Mm-hmm. It's connected to the water park, uh, Volcano Bay. So it's so, like the- so that's like the resort area, resort area then. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like the whole resort has like uh, different types of pools and it's got a lazy river and uh-huh. it's even got a bowling alley in the lobby, which is kind of cool. Why? <laughs> just, yeah, it, just to be like, well, look, we're fun. We're, we're, we're wacky. <laughs> we're, we put a bowling alley right in the middle of our of our uh, lobby here. Yeah, they're, they're going for more of a, a 70s fun. vibe. Like, you know, the, oh, okay. the beach vibe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I, 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 my goal was to go visit you by fall. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, now I'm kind of pushing it out to maybe January, but we'll see. Yeah, that's um, fine. Yeah. Uh, oh, and during this time, uh, I think next week we're going to do sushi uh, with sushi. Uh, Cadence, which is that sushi place I told you about. Uh-huh. Uh, nine seats. We booked out the whole entire restaurant. Um, another thing... <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that we're doing is uh, bioluminescence kayaking. It's kind of oh. like it's those interesting places in the world where there's very few of them, where mm-hmm. you get to touch the water and there's this like glowing the algae. Yeah, the yeah. algae, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you're going to Pandora and seeing all those things light up at night. So yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't really tried it, but I've been seeing a lot of uh, people talk about it. Because so, if you live in Florida, mm-hmm. there's a certain place in uh, Cocoa Beach that has uh, that little area that you can go through in the river that has mm-hmm. that algae. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it in the news. Uh, Huntington Beach, like the, some of the beaches here, get it, but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like spur of the moment. It's the the, the algae algae has to bloom a certain time of the year, and the water has to be a certain temperature. Yeah, uh, but the videos look trippy though. If nobody's mm-hmm. seen it. Um, as the water crashes, it stimulates the algae and that's or irritates it, I guess say, mm-hmm. and plankton. it glows. Yeah. Plankton, yeah. So I mean it looks like uh 
like a trip like if you're if you're tripping and uh, tripping balls and you're seeing uh the waves you know they're live yeah <laughs> I, I think the one of the best renditions of something like this would be um uh, life of pi have you ever seen that movie life of pi there was a no, scene but- where like uh, he was in the ocean and there's this a bioluminescent scene and it looks so pretty uh you should check it out but mm. i don't think it's that pretty uh i think the film kind of exaggerates it but i mean i, I don't know yet it's maybe still- when i see it in person it's probably the same thing but um i i think you're gonna just be like like splashing the water just out of fascination for a couple hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right it's on uh ready to get the show started yeah let's Alright, uh, let's go on with news, or start off with news. Uh, first up, uh, Snapchat decided to update their logo, make a little fresh uh, image there, mm-hmm. and it's not gone over well. Uh, really? I, I Yeah, I, I posted... Because personally, it was bugging me, seeing like the, the app on my phone for like the first day after mm-hmm. I updated, I'm like... It looks different. I don't know. I, I, I kind of pass it off, mm-hmm. and then uh, I posted a picture of it on our on our Instagram, and yeah, got a few got a few replies. I'm like, okay, guess I'm not the only one. I saw it, I saw it trending on Twitter. I'm like, okay, and then my brother came over that day. I explained to him what's going on, and as I was explaining to him, I'm like, you know what? I'm motivated to make a meme, and I posted that one. And that's uh, pretty much that meme I posted. Uh, as many likes as we, as we have on it. Mm-hmm. that uh, same amount of people have forwarded over to other people <laughs> so it's like apparently a lot of people feel the frustration and that it was trending on twitter for a while about how much like they hate it so okay so for me because i'm a design guy mm-hmm. uh looking at it the first time uh, I, I had the same reaction uh, one morning i just wake up in the morning and then you know after doing my business and mm-hmm. i looked at the phone i was like huh something looks different yeah it's yeah. uh <laughs> You know the funny thing is, I couldn't exactly remember what the old logo looked like. I could have sworn, like if, if I could, if I didn't thinner find thinner lines, it's just thinner lines. No, no. But the thing is, if I didn't remember, or if I didn't find the picture, my assumption was it there was no black at all. Mm-hmm. It was literally just a white ghost on the yellow uh, square. Yeah. And then for when me, I saw you, okay. So for me, the design, I I think it's a very bold design. Literally. <laughs> literally. Oh, that that pun! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, um, joke. It, it it's it's a good logo. Uh, the reason why I say that is because it makes it stand out. Before, it like does if, stand out. if if it doesn't feel like a great design before. Uh, I mean, before I even got into Snapchat, I was like, this is such a crappy logo, and uh, it, it, it just blends in with the phone, and it doesn't look like an app that you would use. It kind of looks like one of those apps that you download one time and then don't use it ever again. So because of this, it kind of stands out a lot more, kind of hits you in the face because of the bold lines um, and your eyes draw to it. And I think that's the reason why they went down this route. So I'm looking at my social media apps on my phone Mm -hmm. and it's the only one that has black in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instagram, it's just white in that like kind of a... I guess like hot colors, mm-hmm. hot to cool color transition. Uh, Twitter is just blue and white. Facebook blue and white. Yeah. Uh, so for example, like yeah. Facebook, it stands out because it's a big F. <laughs> it's a big F you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, and, and and I'm sure you're right. It is it is to stand out. Maybe their user uh, user uh, 
usage was declining and they just went around people look you still have the app on your phone yeah i yeah. think so. so we'll see um it's I, a I know move. well i know also facebook is going to be uh, updating their branding too um i think like what's what's app is going to become what what's what's app by uh by facebook or a facebook product or something like that yeah. And uh, same thing with Instagram. Instagram, a Facebook product or something like that. I mean, I use WhatsApp for like business overseas, yeah. but that's pretty much all I use it for. And the funny thing is, I think WhatsApp is popular for like uh, Hispanics families because of, you know, it's free, free text or whatever. Or it's, it's an, it's yeah, an and app it's that's encrypted too, which is one of the things I really like about the app. Oh, hmm. yeah. I didn't know that part. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on, Anton, what's going on with Haunting on Hill House? So, Haunting on Hill House, uh, we already know the second season's coming. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what it was supposed to be about. But uh, it's actually titled Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, which is a different book from the original um, first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first season was a book that was written by, sorry, I don't have this up right now, um, by a different author by the name of... Mr. Hillhouse? Shirley Jackson. Mrs. Hillhouse? Miss, Mrs. Hillhouse. <laughs> Miss Hill? No, no. Okay. Um, yeah, so then the second season uh, is based on the book called... It's a different name, too. Mm. Um, it is called The Turn of Screw by Henry James. So it's kind of interesting how, how I, I think they're trying to go with the same vibe, mm-hmm. but like kind of cross into like a different type of storyline so- from a different book. Is this kind of like the the Annabelle series kind of thing? Like it's it's like it's the same through line, but it's different stories or uh, um, uh, American Horror Story. I'm not really sure, but I know that. Uh, well, I know that the Conjuring series is one whole entire series Conjuring, relating to each other. Yeah, um, but then this one, I'm not really sure because they're different um, writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't really read much about it, but I mean, I- I'm kind of excited to see what they're trying to do with this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was gonna watch the original, uh, or not the original, the the, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, when it first came out because it was very popular. We heard a lot of good things about it. Our friend Twin, um, recommended it to us and you know praised it. And uh, we, me and our friends were gonna we were gonna have a a scary movie night. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, so we, we all went to my friend Juliet's house. Um, her coworker's boyfriend hates scary movies. He insists it's not because he's, he's scared. It's because he just doesn't like them or he gets bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started playing <laughs> Haunting on Hill House and the dude would like, uh, he would try to make random conversation. People were like, dude, we're trying to watch. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Um, you guys mind if I go to the restroom? Cool. And he's in the restroom <laughs> and he comes back making another ru- ruckus or whatever. Dude, that's weird. I didn't know you guys had that painting in the bathroom. Hey, I'm going to make a drink. You guys want to drink? I'm like, like finally we just switched it like you know he's not gonna let us watch it he's gonna keep like trying to distract us so i didn't i, get, I didn't get to watch it mm-hmm. oh man yeah it, it's a great show um it's just interesting with the characters and the family uh i i just don't know what's gonna happen next i don't know if they're bringing back any of the characters because uh some things happen to some of the characters mm. but yeah kind of interesting to see where this is gonna go mm, interesting all right, Anton. Um, so up next, uh, Versace apologizes to China. Uh, have you heard of this yet? Uh, no. Do tell. So, so uh, on the back of some of Versace's shirts, uh, they have uh, the cities of uh, the cities and countries of wherever they have like their 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 stores. 
mm-hmm. so you know you have Paris, France, you have uh Berlin, Germany, and stuff like that, uh London, UK. But for two of the cities, they put uh Hong uh, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. So they didn't put China, Hong Kong, and then they put Macau, Macau. So because of this, China got pissed off and Versace apologized to China. Uh, they, they're kind of forced to. Yes. That. Yes. Because, yeah. I mean, technically, that is a territory. Is it territory or, 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 or colony? What, I don't what know. Is Hong China owns everything. And the even the the whole. Occupied. There we go. I think that's what it occupied. Yeah, the the whole uh, protest is still going on, but it even got worse. Yeah, did you hear so, how worse it got? Uh, I saw about the airport. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's so many people there, and they're blocking the area where you check in and mm-hmm. go into like uh, the TSA area. Um, dude, they canceled every single flight that was coming in and out. That's the, how the, bad it was. The first day and the second day when the protesters were still not leaving or dispersing. Uh, mm-hmm. They brought in the heavy hitters and they were not tolerating that because mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot of lost revenue and a lot of pissed off tourists, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's it's funny. It's such a simple idea that Versace was trying to do, like very like almost like a like a uh, like a concert tour T-shirt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to like Hong Kong, regardless of how you feel uh, about China occupying Hong Kong or Macau or like that, it's. In the end, it, 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 China uh, owns it or is, you know, in charge of it right now. So mm-hmm. for Versace to, I, I, I'm assuming they're siding with Hong Kong or they're trying to play it safe. They're, it, pl- they're it, trying to play it safe because if they want to do business in China, anywhere in China, they have to apologize. Because No, no, no. I'm saying on the shirt. On the shirt, I think they were trying, because by putting Hong Kong, Hong Kong, they're showing that Hong Kong's independent. Same thing with Macau. Yeah, but China says nope. That's ours. And mm-hmm. if you want to keep doing with uh, business with us, with our millions of citizens, both in Hong Kong and elsewhere, you have to apologize to us. Yeah, and yeah, for Dude, it's apologize. crazy how you see them try to make Hong Kong a very democratic um, island. Uh-huh. And uh, there's some Americans on there that are marching around with the American flags too, which is kind of crazy. It was all over the news too. Yeah, that's gonna go over well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. What's What's going on with the? Uh, I I I want to say Ewan McGregor, but it's a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. He's probably training right now. Uh, I heard he's gonna fight. Yeah. <laughs> like like not not like in a, in the ring. I'm saying like outside, but that's yeah. him. Yeah. All right. So uh, Ewan McGregor is confirmed to be. Obi-Wan again. He's reprising his role uh, in a Disney Plus series. Poo? And this is confirmed by Deadline. So this is legit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm all, I think I still have the audio from that one. Audio? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, let me see if I still have it. Okay. Th- this would have been way better if I if I uh, actually, you know, was prepared. Yeah. So there's no details yet. They're keeping everything a secret. But uh, we're just going to have to wait and see if they're going to announce anything at the D23 Expo. Because it's right around the corner. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mm. End of this month, right? Yep. Damn it. I don't have it. But I do have this. China! All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Just to make sure. China! All right, uh, I did, I gotta get a soundboard connected to this thing. Yeah, doesn't mean anything. All right, uh, moving on to more apparel fails. 
Uh, you know Billie Eilish, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she was the bad guy in this copyright uh problem that happened. So she was doing a collaboration collection of apparel for uh, with Siberia Hills, mm-hmm. and it's it was anime characters uh with Billie Eilish's name in Japanese. Oh, okay, I did so, hear about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the problem with that is, as as they were releasing the collection in her mer- merch store online, uh, fans started recognizing the characters are from an anime called Love Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and the artist, uh, Mak- Makoto Kurokawa, uh, was not, didn't never, never, never gave permission to use those characters. Uh, and apparently this is not the, this is not the first time that Siberia Hills has, um, it blatantly ripped off anime characters apparently there's another collection they tried doing where it was clearly sailor moon characters mm-hmm. uh but they just kind of switched up the colors but it's the same same character design mm-hmm. um so as soon as this stuff started coming out uh billy eilish's uh people pulled the collection from their website um anybody that already purchased stuff re- uh, had refunded the money back to the to the fans and uh, a statement was released to uh, on Billy Eilish's B- Billy Eilish's social media, mm-hmm. uh, explaining you know that we're sorry, people have been issued refunds, and uh, we will no longer be doing business with the <laughs> with this yeah. brand. But it's it's one of those things like it's kind of isn't like one of like the first things you check when you're when you're about to work with somebody is like well, what's their reputation, and even even if like that reputation checks out or you don't do that, you don't check. The design, like no, nobody, like I don't know, like uh, nobody proofs it. That that's the thing. I'm maybe with no, a maybe- lot of people is uh, how can you know? I mean, if you can't know exactly everything uh, that gets approved, because not everybody watches anime. That's the thing that is kind of you know out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't really go up to a fan and say, "Hey, do any does anybody watch anime?" You know, like I, I don't see that happening. But well, I mean. They're taking it the professional way of, you know, just not doing business with it. So, yeah. I mean, that's the best way that they can do. I know, but I'm saying, though, like, okay, so I'm assuming if they chose that design, it's because it's, Billy... It, okay, it's not really her fault. Or no, it's her not. It's her people. Company. Yeah. It's, it's her pe- it's the, the 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 people that are that made the art and printing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I I mean it's done and over with. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that that was I think Monday where all that news was coming out and it it was a storm of fury from both sides. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh moving on. GI uh, Go Joe, what's going on with them? <laughs> so GI Joe is uh having a spin-off movie. They've mm. talked about that for a very long time. But uh it seems like they're going to do a Snake Eyes movie starring Henry Golding, which is uh the guy from Crazy Rich Asians, the male lead. Um Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of excited to see Snake Eyes, but uh, this is just slowly under wraps. Uh, I don't think this is actually confirmed yet, but uh, this is in talks right now. Hmm. And I would love to see a Snake Eyes movie. We need a ninja movie. We have had a ninja movie for a while. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking up on IMDb right now. It is listed as announced, mm-hmm. so I'm guessing it is at least greenlit, but you know, depending on the script and uh, other behind-the-scenes stuff, it could be pushed out beyond 2020, which is why we're listening for 2020. I think that's yeah, kind of... October 16, 2020. 
Yeah, that yeah. seems a little bit too early. Um, mm-hmm. I can easily see this being early 2021. Yeah. All right. Uh, and our last news story, Anton, I believe it's still yours. Yeah. Uh, so Alamo Draft House is finally open in LA. So I don't know if you're going to check this one out, but I'm really excited that, you know, there's something closer to home, uh-huh. but not really home here, but home in California. Alamo Draft House in LA, people love this theater, dude. I don't know uh-huh. if you heard anything about it. Um, they it's, got so many cool experiences. It's insane. What did yeah, you Yeah, no, I, I, it's 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 funny. Alamo Draft House is one of those just like iconic brands. Uh, even if you've never been or really know what it is, I guarantee you, you've seen at least their t-shirts with the weird kind of sci-fi uh, character on it oh, like yeah. it's they own uh mondo which is uh the, the 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 um artistic company where they do like um different posters for a mm-hmm. lot of different uh, movies uh-huh. um, and they have like that retro design kind of look to it right yeah and they have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, miniatures that they make um like spider gwen um he-man um a lot of different ones too it, it kind of mm-hmm. gives you that like mcfarlane toys vibe Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really cool. A lot of the stuff that they do is very detailed and very artistic. And I think every they, they do something where they like to have everybody um, have a piece of art at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that you probably have something that is uh, um, from them. Maybe like an IMAX um, poster or something or a movie poster that you've probably got. It's probably a, a Mondo one. Probably. From, yeah. yeah. So anyways... Um, the cool thing about this theater is you don't have to go to the movie theater. You can go into this, um, well, you can go into this movie theater to hang out, basically. Mm-hmm. They have a restaurant um, and they have a bar. They have a place where you get to rent free movies. So as long as you live in the area in Southern California, you can rent free movies. And mm-hmm. um, they have Blu-ray selections. Uh, they have uh, documentaries. They have a foreign movie section. It's basically all free. Yeah. You can go there and rent it yourself and do whatever you want to do. But there are late fees. But I mean, it's free. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah, if you keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. I'm I'm excited about this. Uh. This is definitely one of the things that I don't think I'm gonna go that often because I, I, I for sure it's, it's gonna be crowded. Mm-hmm. Not not just that, but it for sure it's gonna be crowded. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a destination for at least a couple months. Yeah. Uh. For a lot of fans. And they do uh, seatings online, so you can do, like, reservations, uh, just like how you do for AMC. Um, I think the cool thing about this one is the food that they offer you there is Mm -hmm. freaking insane. So when you go to this uh, movie theater to watch any movie, uh, there's a attendant on the side that looks overlooks uh, at the whole entire theater. Mm -hmm. So while you're watching a movie, you can, you know, write a couple notes down or something. You put it at the very end of your uh, little table there and there would be someone that would come and grab that and would take your order or you know would take any type of request that you need Mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool to have something like that but the food is insane it's like restaurant quality Mm -hmm. Um, you got like uh, quesadillas you got uh, steak wait wait anton what if i like my microwaved movie uh, uh, movie theater food i think they have some of those too (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah. Oh, so I, I I only know the one in Austin. I want to say there's one in San Francisco too, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that too. Either. Okay, yeah. but yeah, it's for sure the one in Austin. I think that's the original one, right? Yeah, okay. but yeah, of course it's not like you know one of the first movie theaters to ever do it. AMC does it too, uh, but I think they probably leached off of the whole idea from Alamo. 
Uh, I've, I've experienced the AMC one. I don't like it as much. So, yeah, the AMC one. It, it feels like a, at least the one in Fullerton. It feels uh, mm-hmm. like somebody's house that's not yeah. very, very clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think they do a good job at Alamo. So yeah, um, yeah, kind of, go experience it, dude. Let me know, and we'll talk about it on this uh, this show. Yeah, uh, I mean, depends when it opens. Maybe you know when you come visit, we'll we'll do a, mm-hmm. a little mission. All right, Anton. Uh, That's it for news. Ready to move on to uh, streaming? Yes. All right. Streaming time. All right. So uh, previous episodes, we talked about Invader Zim, one of my favorite Nickelodeon shows of all time, Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be getting a special on Netflix called uh, Invader Zim Enter the Florkin, Mm -hmm. and it gets released tomorrow uh august 16th on netflix so i you know that's a quick little announcement uh that's why i'm wearing my my gur t-shirt mm-hmm. uh just a little celebration i'm yay <laughs> i saw <laughs> so, i saw the i saw the rocco's modern life one uh last week I, I i was happy for the first like five minutes and i got quickly bored <laughs> uh it is a boring show but it's a good show over time like watching it throughout the whole entire episodes it it was good watching it sp- uh, one for nostalgia, two to see how the themes, the themes that mm-hmm. they're trying to portray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I didn't warrant a full review, so I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anton, uh, what's what have oh, you been? One streaming? more question: oh. uh, Invader Zim t- releasing tomorrow. Uh-huh. Is it just a special, or are they doing the whole entire series? I believe it's just the special. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, they, like for Rockers Modern Life, they didn't release the entire catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, this is like Nickelodeon's way of kind of monetizing old properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, Anton. Uh, th- what, what have you been streaming? Uh, I've been streaming Kim's Convenience, uh, which is a Korean sitcom. Well, is it a sitcom? It's comedy. Um, it's, it's a situation comedy. <laughs> they have situations. It's kind of like fresh off the boat. But this is more focused on a Korean family uh-huh. uh, that takes place in Canada, I guess Toronto, and fresh, uh, it's a family fresh off the fresh, fresh off the dog sled. <laughs> so it's based on a family that lives in Toronto that owns a convenience store, uh, and they have a lot of uh, different uh, problems, family problems. But uh-huh. uh, I mean, they work it out in very uh, comedic ways, and uh, one of the guys. That is casted into uh, Shang Chi, the main lead, uh-huh. uh, Simu Liu. He he's Chinese, but he's he plays uh, a Korean guy in the okay. Korean family. He works at a um, car rental shop, mm-hmm. and uh, watching this kind of gives you that vibe where they made a really good choice for um, for casting him into this because mm-hmm. his comedic timing. It's perfect. It's very marvelly. Mm, okay, like, it's like good. Kind of like little, little jabs, little comedic jabs mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. don't see coming, but they they hit you right. Yeah. Um, where is this streaming, or where where are you watching this? It's on, on uh, Netflix. Oh, okay. you, you should check out uh, a couple of episodes. It's, it's actually really good. They're on their um, third. Uh, actually, they're going to be on their fourth season very soon. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, they they they've been doing pretty well. Uh, I'm on second season right now. And I, so, I love it. It's good. So is this a Netflix original or is this just a show that Netflix has the streaming rights to? Has the streaming rights to. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Um. So it, is this pretty much Full House on uh, uh, the Korean version? No, I, I <laughs> okay. would say I would say it's combination of oh man, uh, it's kind of a combination of How I Met Your Mother. Okay, so more of like the 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 kind of friendship kind of yeah. ca- characters that are having their own adventures, but they're all connected. Yeah, it's kind of like How I Met Your Mother with um with Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, so you recommend it? Cool. Uh, we don't rate shows, so I think we're we're good. Unless you want to add something else, <laughs> no, just watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get on to our next segment, our very long movie segment. Okay. Let's do a marathon of movies. Oh yeah. Let's let's get into movies. All right. Uh, I haven't done this in a while, so let's see if I still got what it takes. Uh, at number one, currently, we have Fast and the Furious Hobbs and Shaw with 117.5 million. Number two, The Lion King with 482.2 million. Number three, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark with 28.4 million. Uh, number four, no, let's just leave it there. Top three. And I'm really doing that because I pulled up today's numbers rather than Monday's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm going to say Tim right now, I, I think I'm going to get at least second place in our movie draft. Uh, thanks to The Lion King, it has actually given Joe the advantage. Yeah. Uh, Joe from the Comic Syndicate. Mm-hmm. So, the Sith Lord, the Sias the, the, the Sith Lord continues to dominate with, the, with his empire. He didn't win last year, though. Uh, he didn't? Oh, no, he, no, he did. He did. He beat, uh, he beat Carl's daughter, Gianna. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it's your fault. You're thinking of the previous year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> son of a bitch. All yeah, right, but what about the uh, the side one? Oh, the summer we challenge. I think I'm still leading that one. So yay! And I think you have second place on that one. Oh really? So yeah. So right. I think I think if we remove the whole auction part of the challenge, uh, we are pretty good at picking mo- movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know our movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speaking of knowing our movies. Uh, we both got to check out Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll give the setup. So Hobbs and Shaw is a spinoff of Fast and Furious, kind of side side story, similar mm-hmm. to uh, uh, you know what's it called? Kind of like the side stories of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Um, so it follows uh Hobbs and Shaw, the two make two characters from the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, as they get forced to team up to take out this cybernetic, cybernetically enhanced uh, terrorist. Superman. Black Superman terrorist uh, <laughs> that was once trying to cancel the apocalypse and now he's trying to bring it on. Uh, I'm That's gonna... a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I actually probably bring up the cast here. Uh, so of course it has uh, Jason Statham, uh, The Rock, a few guest stars. I don't know if we want to uh, say who the cameos are. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's everywhere on social media. Okay. Uh, so lots they're of... trying to use those people to to promote, promote the movie too. Yeah, I bet. Um, okay, fine. Yeah, Kevin Hart and uh, Deadpool is in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, what What are your initial thoughts on this one? Okay, it's it's a fun movie. It's it is a really fun movie. Is it a great movie? No, but it's fun. the The only drawback for me uh, with this film is that there's still no justice for Han. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing that. <laughs> yeah. Um 
I agree. It's a very fun movie. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of curious to see your take on it because I, you've kept up with the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, I've kind of dipped out after. Um, Man, uh, I can't believe you're actually you, you actually watched this without watching the last few. Honestly, I didn't feel that that lost because um, in I, the last movie, like they they tried so hard to get Jason Statham to be part of the family now. Um, yeah, and I think that's more, they're, they're trying, they're trying to shoehorn him into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel lost. I, I felt, I mean, uh, even my girlfriend, she hasn't really, I don't think she's kept up with the Fast and Furious franchise and she enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a fun ride, much like, uh, I, the best I can person I, I can put it to is, uh, The Expendables. Mm-hmm. It's not a great movie story wise, mm-hmm. but it's hella fun, a uh, hella mm-hmm. fun ride. Uh, however, I do think there's a lot of story and uh, story plot holes there, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of missed opportunities. So yeah. I I love the beginning part. The beginning part is like because I mean, especially for me that hasn't really kept up with the franchise, it was a nice way of setting up the characters of a side by side of how similar but different situations. Um, first of all, I hate that they made like. Uh, the 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 British guy, kind of a James Bond suave guy, and the L.A. guy, or the was he is he in L.A. or Hawaii? Wh- which part? The first part of the For movie, the very beginning, very beginning. I think it's L.A. L.A. Oh, it is Los Angeles. Um, they made him very like uh played 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 uh off uh, played off the cuff kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of say like similar situations, but how each of them would handle it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of kept it for the first couple part, like couple minutes of the movie. And then around probably the the one uh, after the first one third of the movie, they kind of gave up on that. It it kind of went away, and and Mm -hmm. they they acted the same way. They didn't really have different approaches to stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought would have been a fun thing to see. Kind of them throughout the whole movie arguing. Yeah, I I do enjoy those moments where they uh, where they uh, burn each other. (sighs) I (laughs) that almost feels. Like the writers had a bro moment and literally mm-hmm. just kind of like let two of the writers go off on each other and a third writer just kind of sat back and, and wrote down the stuff they were saying. Cause yeah. like <laughs> some of the, some of the burns are so intricate mm-hmm. and so like, like long winded. Like you wouldn't say that in an actual like dis no, conversation. Or, yeah. No. Um, and that, <laughs> that was fun though. I mean, it's, they did it twice. They did it once in the uh the department the office mm-hmm. and they did it again on the airplane <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then kevin hart comes in and just like uh, tries to be part of it too which is kind of funny yeah um uh, but yeah overall uh I- i'd say it's a a c plus a b it's minus a, movie it's a it's definitely a rental uh mm-hmm. if we're going back to our old uh ranking system uh, this is a uh, wait for streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything really about it that like makes me want to say, "Oh, you should definitely say this in, in theaters." Um, although one thing that does bug me, I kind of wish that they that they explain more about uh the bad guys' background, like like or or at least like wait, like they have cyborgs in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, did they ever include that in Fast and the Furious? I've been, you know, ha- like. <laughs> Uh, I think you've been missing out. You should watch the other. Oh, they have cyborgs in Fast and Furious now. No, but they have technology. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, and I- so I think for the past couple of movies, they've been chasing down uh, technology, basically stuff okay. that is uh uh taking over the world or some type of weapon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They they are they they basically kind of introduce like you know um uh 
bigger scale stuff. Yeah. What was the the group con- the consortium? I don't know what it was. Uh, but yeah, they're they're pretty much the Illuminati. They they are mm-hmm. the, the you know the, the the ones that control the media. They're the mm-hmm. ones that control the news. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, okay, other thing too. Apparently, they can they, they are responsible for fake news. Mm-hmm. Who knew Trump was right? Yeah. <laughs> you see Trump in the office. Holy crap! I was right, sir. This is a a movie. This is not a documentary. No, but they, they just said there's people controlling the media. <laughs> all right anton uh so you're giving this a, a c so that's like what like a, a 7.5 or 3.5 sorry 3.5 yeah uh, okay so yeah i, I give it a 3.4 i'll 3. give it a, a, a good uh, you give it a good see. d you're gonna give you're gonna give it a good dean no i'll, I'll <laughs> give it 3.5 3.5 sounds about okay right. on mm-hmm. the fun scale on the fun, yeah, scale. fun scale yeah uh yeah. i i agree it's it's a it's a three three and a half yeah. Um, keep if you keep in mind, this is not a great movie for intellectuals. This is a just go in there and have fun, enjoy. Yeah. Don't don't question a lot of things. Just enjoy the the the, the slapstick comedy jokes and yeah. burns. Hey, I got something real quick from uh, Agatha Agatha Zen. Uh, they said, "Are you guys talking about Invader Zim?" Because I hooked it up, and this is the only live stream. Oh, I see your shirt. It is Gur. I wonder if it's gone live yet. Uh, cause I mean, the midnight, it would be midnight East coast right now. So your time. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, it, I mean, we have, we have not seen, uh, enter the flurkin, but, uh, mm-hmm. I dude, I, I want to talk about it <laughs> if we, if it have, uh, I can't wait. All right, Anton, uh, moving on to the next movie. This I have not seen, but I've seen a lot of, uh, talk on social media once upon a time in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this is Quentin Tarantino's ninth or 10th movie can't remember exactly mm-hmm. but uh dude I, I this is probably one of my favorite movies this year this is way up there um i don't i think i always enjoy quentin's movies uh regardless i i really like his previous movie which is the hateful eight mm-hmm. um it was all filmed in a cabin in in the middle of winter um a lot of conversations, but there was a lot going on with conversations. And that's kind of what you see here in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. But this brings it on a larger scale because it's being shot in uh, Hollywood, L.A. area. And um, a lot of stuff that you see in this movie kind of makes you go, oh, I remember that. Or, oh, I've probably seen that somewhere before. Because mm-hmm. they reference a lot of 1969 um, Hollywood vibes. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see like, you know, uh Sharon Tate with a lot of like uh, um old actors that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. They even bring uh the Charles uh Manson murders um into this movie too. And yeah. it, it, it's kind of uh revolving around the whole premise of the movie too to have that relate to the movie. Um you also got Bruce Lee in there. Uh they talk about the Green Hornet. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really cool to see that type of era being in a film because you don't get that type of feel anymore in Hollywood. Like if you go to Hollywood, you don't get that type of like feel where people are trying to make it. And, you know, it's a town where, you know, you you, you move to from other uh, states and you hope that you're going to be an actor or actress someday. So uh, I think uh, what what's her name? Uh, from Australia, Margot Robbie. Sharon Tate. Yeah, uh, Margot Mar- Robbie. Margot Robbie, uh, as Quentin <laughs> says her name. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, she's really good in here. Like she's very happy. She she's playing Sharon Tate, and uh, I I really like how she portrays her because like it's all happy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we know about the whole bad situation that happened in her life, um, they didn't really show that, mm-hmm. and uh, they implied it. They implied it. Yeah. Okay. So let me talk about the two heavy hitters in this movie, Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. Uh, he never disappoints. Great, mm-hmm. great actor. Uh, with Brad Pitt, it's a home run, dude. Like, these two guys are so good with each other on screen. Uh, I don't really know what to say. Like, their chemistry works so well together. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Pitt is so good at his character. This is very different than a lot of the different uh, movies that he's in. I'm so used to watching him in like uh, um, more serious movies than this one. Um, whenever he's in Quentin's movies, he's always playing a character. Like he's he's doing his own accent and he's moving a different way. Um, and everything's so different about what he does. I, I think the best, uh, uh, the, uh, the first time I saw how much he's willing to play with the character is in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, so, like, what accent was that? Like, is that Southern? Like, that's not Southern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> there's a couple of scenes in this movie where you're like, wow, that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the the Bruce Lee scene. I'm not going to uh, spoil anything, but uh, that Bruce Lee scene, a lot of people took it uh, the wrong way. Um, I personally had fun with it. I didn't really take it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, there was some uh, comments that Quentin made that totally made sense of the whole entire scene, why they did things a certain way. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm totally on the bandwagon with uh, Quentin's um, uh, view of that whole thing. Um, it's an and, interpretation, and that's the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is the part that bugs me too. So it was, it was the 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 Bruce Lee's family that came out about you know them not liking the way that he was portrayed in this, and that he wasn't arrogant, blah blah blah. And that's all the the news coverage was is like you know that he wasn't portrayed right, that the family's upset, the family said this, family said that. And then finally, like after like a week of news of it, Quentin finally said, "Like you know what? Like I, in my opinion, he was arrogant about it. Like he wouldn't shut up. Like like I can see, you know, that was his interpretation of somebody with that yeah. level of he, he's of skill. basically taking facts that he heard or read about because uh, um some of the stuff that he took for facts was from um Bruce Lee's wife when she did mm-hmm. an autobiography." Uh, uh-huh. And uh, he read and he took sources from there and applied to this, and it totally makes sense. Yeah, like, it, he's actually using sources and not, mm-hmm. you know, pulling out of thin air yeah. to tell a story. No, but it, it's funny. So like now, Quentin replied right, and that's all. Now he's being asked about what you know. Everybody wants a quote from him regarding that Bruce Lee scene. Mm-hmm. And now, like before we start recording, Bruce Lee's daughter says. Uh, because uh, the the question was, what can Quentin do to make it up to the Lee family? And all the daughter says is, he can shut up about it. He can stop talking and bringing it up about. It. I'm like, oh. shit, the, the family was the one that brought it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's yeah. he's he's rebutting. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a weird situation. Okay, so other than that, uh, there's a couple of uh really cool um cameos. 
Okay. Uh, but I, I I like to say I'm a big fan of Timothy Oliphant. Do you know who that is? No. Uh, he was um in Deadwood. Okay. He was in um, uh, what's that one movie with uh Emily Hirsch with uh, um that hot chick uh Alicia Cuthbert? Uh. He played the bad guy in that movie, and it's funny they're in this movie together too. Uh, Emily Hirsch and Timothy Olyphant. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He played um, Hitman. Oh, okay, the okay, bad okay. one. Okay. Yeah, I- I'm a big the fan of him. Uh, I just think that you know, I think that he needs to really choose his roles. Oh yeah, he was in that show with um, uh, Drew Barrymore, Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, Santa Clarita Diet. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of him, and he was in this movie, and he's actually really good in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so on the our scale, what would you give Once Upon a Once Upon a Time? Uh, I would give it a four point six. Four point six. Damn, that's pretty high up. Uh, yeah, I, I heard mixed reviews. Um, the funny thing is, is kind of seeing how those reviews evolved over time. Um, initially, the opening weekend, I would hear people say it was long, boring, and slow. A lot of unnecessary scenes. And as the week went on, I started seeing people like more, you know what? Looking back, I get it. I yeah. get those and stuff like that. Or like people, people say, didn't like, understand the story, but it's just an adaptation of what if. But no, also, yeah. that's kind of Quentin's movies too, is it's layered. So maybe mm-hmm. the first time around, you you didn't get it or it was too slow for you and you, you really got impatient. But he's you know, building the characters. Exactly. And then so seeing it once, same thing with Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. You see it once, you get the story where it's going. You watch it again, mm-hmm. and now you're watching more for the detail. You're seeing what the characters were, were developing, how they were developing. Yeah. So. Uh, let me tell you something. There was a couple of scenes where uh, you see uh, a cut, and it's it's the same shot, but it, it's a cut where you notice it's a cut. Like, one scene, uh, you see T- Timothy Olyphant. He's not wearing a, a cowboy hat. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, there's a cut, and he, now he's wearing a hat. As a joke? Or is or I don't think a, it's a joke. It's just that he like like when he films something and he doesn't see something right, he fixes it right there and then. But then he continues it, and then when he goes to the editing floor, he goes back and look. Ah, oh, but I like this cut a lot better because I so, like the acting in this one better. So, so he so he to says, him, okay, yeah. I'll say so to him. Um, performance is more important than continuity. Yeah, and storytelling is more important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get it. I mean, it, 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 you know, what are, what are you gonna do? Go, go like, get everybody back on set just to redo it, or yeah, but pay it, for it's such an amateur move to do that. But I mean, because of the filmmaker that he is, it makes sense. He has enough credibility. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, so we went to the next one here. I got to watch The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna keep this review short because I know we've. Uh, we talked about it's the it. Same and exact sorry. movie as the. Uh, not <laughs> not not exact exact. There are some changes that they made. Um, for one thing, they changed the the the, the one of the famous quotes in the movie. Um, uh, everything. This is that, CNN. Yeah, <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> uh, no, one of the famous things when they go to the top of like the Pride Pride Rock and they uh they look down, uh, and they animate a movie. It's kind of it's like. Uh, everything that I like, touches oh, is our kingdom or something like that, or it belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Um, in this version, it's uh, everything that I like, touches and Simba chimes in. That's our. That's they belong to. Uh, it belongs to us, right? And he goes, "No, no, no. We don't own it. Nobody can own this. But it's our job to protect it." 
Yeah. And so I'm like, is that like kind of a sign of how things have changed in 20 years? Yeah. Like because, even uh, even a even a Disney movie can't have that line or even for <laughs> fictional characters that are animals, they have to be woke to I don't know. I think they're just trying to prepare themselves not to have more memes about, you know, <laughs> Long Beach or uh, about oh. <laughs> uh, any like ghetto place, you know, because you've seen that meme happen so many times. Oh, I'm sure it'll still happen. That's Santa Ana. You should never go there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, so they did do some scenes over. I think they, they kind of did scenes over again in, in, and fleshed out the story a bit more so that the scenes make sense. Uh, the scene where the, the Simba's in the gulch uh, because his uncle told him to stay there makes more sense in this one than it did in the animated one. In the animated mm-hmm. one, uh, Simba's talking to his uncle. His uncle tells him, okay, we're here. Stay right there. I have a surprise for you. Don't move. And then that's like the stampede happens. And this one, he gives Simba a purpose for being down there. Not just, I have a surprise for you. It's, uh, you are going to practice your roar and this, the echo will help you kind of hone it in. And you, you'll know when you, when you hear your roar and then you're, that'll make your dad proud. So he's, he's, you know, it makes that scene of his, of his dad's death more impactful because he's there for his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, as the movie goes on, uh, we get introduced to Beyonce as Nala and, uh, Donald Glover or Danny Glo- Donald Glover as Simba. I, I get why they picked them. I just don't think their, their voice have chemistry together. Beyonce kind of overpowers everything, and she, also she doesn't have enough screen time. She really doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Nala has enough, a lot of screen time, but her voice is not used to every single scene that Nala's in. Mm-hmm. And I feel Beyonce has a more mature voice, um, mm-hmm. and Donald Glover's voice is very it sounds like a teenager. Still, it's, it sounds like a teenager. It sounds you know mm-hmm. a little bit more mature. I mm-hmm. thought there was a bigger age difference between the two, but really, I think Beyonce is like two years older than Donald Glover. Well, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, I get, I'm like, they're, and they're both singers. They, they both have musical careers. They're both like good, to, but they don't match, and it mm-hmm. bugs me. Um, uh, uh, Tim, oh my god, look up the names. Um, the voice of Timon, Timon and Pumbaa, dude, great job. Uh, Seth Rogen. While he can't sing for shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he was very he was great comedically. Uh, what's his name? I'm trying. I'm Billy out. Eichner. Yes, uh, he was a freaking uh, amazing ad- uh, addition to this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't. The only thing I really knew him from was Parks and Rec. That's the thing mm-hmm. I recognize him from most. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of him. But dude, this guy can sing, and mm-hmm. his comedy is amazing, dude. I, I, he is probably the best voice aside from uh, James Earl Jones uh, mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, I, I, I'd watch it again just for him. Um, I did like well, a few. Asics. I don't know if you heard about this story, but uh, Pharrell Williams is uh, the the person oh, who is the, in the charge coach. of all of the music. Yeah. And he tried so hard to get uh, Seth Rogen to sing, and he just gave up. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, yeah. I follow a, a page on Instagram called Uber Facts, and that was one of the facts in Pharrell Williams, uh, voice coach for the movie Lion King, uh, mm-hmm. reportedly ha- got migraines for, <laughs> when trying to record Seth Rogen's singing parts. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was like, oh, that's depressing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll leave the review there. Um, I, the, the 
the scenes and the character the, the character design are amazing uh mm-hmm. very photorealistic uh the only drawback is they made them too realistic in the sense of they really don't have facial expressions they yeah, they're ca- animals <laughs> and no and that's the thing like mm-hmm. that like you know realistically they wouldn't have facial expressions but for the purpose of a movie it almost seems like back in the early 90s when they would just kind of like they would have live animals in a movie to talk but all they do is like move the little jaw yeah mm-hmm. um and I think that's the kind of sense I got from it. So that aside, I still give it like a four out of five. This is, I mean, uh, for sure, kids are going to love it. If mm-hmm. you're an adult that saw the animated one, you're probably going to have some reservations like I did. But I mean, mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. It was a nice uh, adaptation. I still prefer the cool. animated one, though. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I think I would. After watching it, I haven't watched it yet. But after watching it, I think I would probably do still like the original better. Yeah, yeah, you would. Uh, I feel that the original is going to have more. It plays with the, with with uh, the scenes more. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, finally, scary stories to tell in the dark. I just saw this one last week. Uh, I was a little hesitant because I loved the book as a kid. However, the books are literally just anthologies of random scary stories. So I was like, how are they going to tie this all together? Uh, pretty much, uh, the kids find a book that's haunted, cursed, whatever you want to put it. And every night, the book starts writing a new story in blood. Uh, and each of those stories is actually from the anthology. And every time it, it, what the story is written, somebody in the town dies. At least one person dies in town. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's up to these kids to solve the mystery of what's going on, uh, what's causing this, what, where the book come from, and all that. So it's kind of like it. Uh, kind of, yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, you know, no murderous clown. Mm-hmm. uh that that is dude <laughs> there's a story in the book called the oh god what's his name ah, damn it, i i i gotta remember um anyway there, there's there's one monster and two monsters in the in the movie one you see in whoops hopped it uh one you see in the trailer it's like this like blob looking woman kind of yeah, in yeah, the yeah, hallway yeah. Mm-hmm. uh that one scared the crap they out do because, a really good job of uh matching these creatures yes um it's because the illustrations in the book look exactly like what they're what they did they're i think they did a really good job of keeping uh the whole entire series faithful to what it was um pictured Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's yeah and again i get this probably to del toro for um His his creature shop yeah for keeping the you know keeping it true to the original design or at least for the fandom uh what the hell is the guy's name oh well i can't find it but uh it's one of the monsters in the in the book and it's it's creepy because it's pretty much indestructible uh it it it, it falls apart the the creature can fall apart you know the limbs fall off the torso kind of breaks in half and the head falls off and it can go down the chimney that way it can break through buildings that way windows uh, one of the characters runs it over, pins it. What does it do? The creature kind of gets frustrated and just kind of relaxes, falls apart. And the next thing you see, like right in front of the camera, the creature pops up at a hole again. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those things like the creature itself is creepy, but adding that factor of this mother effer is quick. He's, he's going to kill you. And there's really no way to kill this thing. Is it really really adds to the to the scariness factor? He's kind of like the horror movie version of um, 
Mr. Fantastic. Not uh, like not like uh, bone flexible, but like you know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, pff. <laughs> bone flexible, huh? 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 Yeah, I I can't find this one. Uh, okay, so l- let me tell you something while you're doing that. Uh, from what I hear and what I'm seeing is that people love this movie. They love it so much they're telling other people to go see this movie. Um, regardless of how much press or how much uh, PR that they did for this movie, which I don't think they did that much to 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 really promote this to a certain no. extent, people are starting to go watch this movie a lot. Like, I don't know what the it's, box office um, top 10 is, but I think this is way up there in the top five, at least. So this is number three. This is number three. Okay. It's made $28 million. Um, It has beaten out, let's see here, six... Uh, it it's beaten out Dora. It came out mm-hmm. at the same time, and I think that says a lot because usually scary movies don't make that much to begin with. No, mm-hmm. and Dora is besides Angry Birds one of the last kids movies coming out this summer before kids go back to school. So the mm-hmm. fact that it is beating it is a good sign. Yeah. Uh, the Jangly Man is that it? Sounds like uh a really good description of what you're saying. That sounds. Terrible, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe it is the jang, the great gang, jangly, jangling, jangly man. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the one. And I'll, and I'll show you. I'll send you the link so you can see it. Um, anyways, so this movie, it's not like a great, like a big horror movie in the sense of like it'll freak you out, blah blah blah. But it is, I would say, a teenager horror movie that it's fun that has scary movies and it's more roller coaster. Um, mm-hmm. because it didn't try to go that hardcore, I like it's probably a smart idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give this one a three point seven five out of five. Mm-hmm. Like I, okay. I, wow, yeah, like it's it's definitely a kids' storyline, mm-hmm. but it's fun for adults that grew up with the books because they do a mm-hmm. great job of bringing these stories that we know so well to life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, how would you compare this to it? Do you think uh, this one's better, or do you think it is better? It I feel is the adult version of this bo- uh, this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, Anton. That's a lot of movies that we had to cover this episode. Yes. Uh, but we we were overdue three months worth of mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, if people want to continue with our movie obsession, how can they do that? Uh, they can do that by going to our website at www.thetwoc.com and uh, maybe click on a banner. Um, that takes them to Amazon. If there was a link that we talked about, um, maybe on our show notes or on t- Twitter or Instagram, it gives us a little kickback when something's being purchased. Yep, yep. So do that. Yep. All right. Uh, they can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can send us an email to mail at the 2OC.com. Uh, currently on our Twitter, well, formerly on our Twitter, we were giving away the audible copy of uh, uh Stan Lee's Alliance, A Trick of Light. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a damn long title, uh, mm-hmm. which I need a, a, a alert or winner there though, who got it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm constantly posting pictures, stories, memes on social media, on all our accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So whatever platform you're more comfortable with, give us a follow on there at the 2LC. All right. And today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash the TOC. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from, uh, and you can use on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player. So let's uh, recommend Alliance. (laughs) 
Uh, and also, hopefully, we're going to give away that um, prize very soon. Yeah. Then let them know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it, Anton. Uh, unless I'm forgetting something. Nope. Okay. Uh, for the 2OC, I'm Mayan Flores. And I'm Anton Duan. All right. Have a good one, guys. See you.